Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Inside Access with Jason Lacanfora and Ken Wyman. Sponsored by Stevenson University Online. 105.7 The Fan. It's Jason and Ken's Six Pack. Presented by Weathermaster Windows. Get top-rated windows with a lifetime guarantee for under $215. Visit WMWindow.com and get an estimate in 60 minutes or less. Inside access to what the boys are drinking. <laughs> I mean, thinking. 1057 The Fan. Ravens lose 17-10. Time for our six-pack of defensive observations. And Ryan, let's get started. Number six. Number six for me is, uh, and I can't remember saying this at all this year, but I don't think this was a great day for Brandon Stevens, especially early. He was doing a lot of chasing and a lot. He didn't have one pass defense, but yet he was involved in a lot of plays. Not exactly his finest hour. No, I'm going to get to him in a minute as part of a a larger theme. Um, First of all, the six biggest takeaways are... Mike McDonald's awesome. 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 awesome. What they did the final nine drives of this game was nuts. But that's not how six-packs work. And so, look, that's the overriding sentiment. Now, you do have to nitpick a little bit Mm -hmm. here. To Davion Clowney is the only edge rusher who really showed up for this one. Adafi Owe had three pressures in two playoff games. Like, Adafi Owe got pressure 8% of the time in the postseason. Like... That's pathetic. Um, and maybe they bring Clowney back. Maybe they bring Van Noy back. Bringing them back and the odds of getting this kind of bang for your buck again are ridiculous. Yeah. And I think Van Noy hit the wall late, and Clowney still had a dominant game. I mean, the guy had five pressures. He had a sack. But these were jumpy tackles. These were tackles who didn't look right at Buffalo. Shoot, almost cussed. They didn't look right at Arrowhead against the Raiders. Yeah. They didn't look right at Arrowhead against the Broncos. Like, they didn't look right a lot. And there weren't procedural penalties. There were they weren't looking jumpy. And if anything, it was Kansas City's edge guys who outperformed yes. Baltimore's. Clowney was the one exception. But like my takeaway here is, you better get something out of Oway and a job or a Jabo next year because the odds of you doing this again in free agency are slim to none. Number five. This is probably slotted too low. But, again, this is a difficult assignment. But they they obliterated the run game. I mean, we had a lot of concerns about stopping the run. The first two carries for Pacheco went for 12 and 17 yards. Mm-hmm. 
The rest of that game, Chiefs running backs ran 23 times for 50 yards. That's 2.17. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. And they came in, and we chronicled it all last week, what they were doing running out of under center, what they were doing on pitch plays. 32 carries for 89 yards? That's that's complete domination. We are semi-simpatico here. Uh, Pacheco got off to the really good start. You brought it up. That what, 29 yards on the first two carries? 19. And, yeah. Uh, and then they held him to 2.8 yards a carry for the whole game. He had 24 carries for less than 70 yards. Uh, an amazing job starting starting with the fourth down stop from and we'll get I'll get to Kyle Hamilton later but that was after the turnover from Lamar Jackson and they kept them without scoring at all because they stopped him on fourth and one. Number four. Four for me is is the Travis Kelsey of it all and he was eleven for eleven I think target wise yes he was nine for nine for over, for ninety six yards in the first half and some of this is Mahomes' brilliance because Hamilton couldn't have covered. Kelsey any better on the touchdown, but he throws this ridiculous back shoulder-ish kind of throw, and Kelsey makes a great catch, and there's nothing Hamilton can do, but they had no answers for him when when the game was early. They they put a bunch of different guys on him, and they couldn't stop him. Where's Simpatico? Um, they could not find a matchup to stop Travis Kelsey as my four. Um, again, in the grand scheme of things, is that why they lost this game? Not even close. Nope. Is McDonald a genius? And I don't throw that word around. I believe he is. Uh, But could he find the mix here? No. He tried six different people on Kelsey. They all failed. The biggest matchup problems were corners, though. And I didn't like it from the beginning. I saw Stevens on him early. Like, I don't know about that one. When Kelsey was matched up for a corner, four for four for 58 yards. Every reception, at least 10 yards. Like, Hamilton was keeping it underneath. Mm -hmm. Like, the corner matchups, there was a little bit of Darby. You know, even, like... Our Darius got in the mix at one point. But, like, the corners in particular, that was never really going to work against Kelsey. And when you have so many other options, I do wonder why those guys got as many reps against him in coverage as they did. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the ball only hit the ground nine times, and in large part that's because he threw 11 times to one guy, and he caught all of them. Well, your guys' lists are very similar so far. But, no, I, I'm with you on the edge, Jason, and the fact that, the Ravens' tackles vastly got outplayed by the yes. Chiefs' tackles in that football game. You mentioned the Chiefs' edge rushers, you know, a night and day comparison difference between the Ravens. And Oway, you gave the playoff numbers, man. Him and Bateman. Three pressures on 34 dropbacks. Him and Bateman, you got to decide on a fifth-year option in May. Mm. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. I don't think either uh, yeah, of them yeah, are getting yeah, yeah. picked up. No, I don't know if David's back, but that's another conversation. Uh, we're doing the six-pack of defensive observations, and let's continue. Number three. The three points at the end of the half I put on the offense more than the defense, but you can't have those penalties. Penalties were a problem here, and we talked about it a little bit in the previous segment about was Kelsey under their skin? Were they a little more on edge than they normally are? Were they a little more raw? Um, in terms of controlling their emotions than they normally are, were they a little more frustrated? They had no reason to be. They dominated defensively. Mm-hmm. But alas, you know, those penalties, especially the ones, the consecutive or the quasi-consecutive ones at the end of the first half, set up that field goal. And I remember doing a six-pack in the preseason about Travis Jones saying, the dude's got to stop hitting people yeah. in the head. Like, you, can, your finishing move can't involve the head. They're going to call it every time. Yep. Especially against this quarterback on this stage. Like, it can't happen. It happened, and those three points obviously were massive. Yeah, we're, we are sort of simpatico here as well. The lack of discipline. The Ravens had four uh, 15-yard penalties. Roquan had one. Van Noy had one where he head-butted a guy. Uh, Clowney had one, and Travis Jones had one. And the two at the end of the first half were absolutely killer. Yeah, that's the, Van Noy and Jones. Yeah, the, the complete and utter lack of discipline. I think Roquan was trying to go off sides on purpose because they wanted to reset the Oh, no, the that first. was super smart. But, but he the ran the guy over. five, they got an easy first down, you're yeah, in trouble. Yeah, so, but you don't have to get a 15-yard penalty by knocking the guy over. Like, <laughs> But, alas, yeah. You also don't want to give him a free play, though. Yeah, yeah. So. Also, worth noting, because I didn't mention, how the hell do you have too many men on the field on first yes. down? Yeah, that's that's awful. awful. I mean, wasn't that following Bizarre. a timeout? Yes, yes. Like, how is that possible? Uh, it's it's tough. Absolutely awful. Number two. Number two is Kyle Hamilton, who was the the best player on the football field, at least on the the defense for the Ravens in in this game. And he had four consecutive plays at one point. He made the fourth down stop on Pacheco. Then he he was uh, running step for step with uh, Rasheed Rice on a deep ball, and Rice basically took him out. Uh, then he stuffed a quick screen. I think it was to Rice again. Yeah. And then he came on a slot blitz to Mahomes and, and forced, I think, his forced, forced him to complete. throw it out of bounds. Yeah. So, like, this, this what he did in there this game. There was a Hamilton drive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was awesome yesterday. I did a combo player here. Hamilton and Matabike are absolute forces in nature. Um, and I feel like well, Matabike is getting lost in the wash, kind of like last week. But going back and rewatching that this morning. Six pressures, two hurries, a quarterback hit, a half sack that I think was kind of his sack. A yeah. couple of times he was held, they didn't call it, it's the playoffs. And then Hamilton made plays at all three levels of the defense and um, was just everywhere. Like that wingspan, he just seemed to be everywhere in the second half of this game. I mean, those are two like absolute foundational pieces who do things athletically that not many people their size in this league do. Did you see what the Ravens tweeted out after the fourth down stop? You probably didn't. No. uh, It was a meme of Hamilton doing something, and they wrote under it, Playmaker. So we appreciate them for listening. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. He's a playmaker. He's an absolute playmaker. 
Number one. <laughs> Number one is Mike McDonald yeah. deserved to go out better than that. I mean, what he yeah. did is ridiculous. The first two drives, Kansas City, 26 plays, 156 yards, two touchdowns, five of six on third and fourth down, 12 first downs. The rest of the game, the rest of the game, nine drives, 48 plays for 163 yards, 3.4 yards per play, just three of 12 on third and fourth down, just 10 total first downs. And the final nine drives, you've got turnover on down, six punts, a field goal that was given to you by because the offense couldn't run the clock, yeah. and then kneel down to end the game. Like, you can't – I what did I say coming in? If they hold Mahomes to 24, yeah. they've probably done the job. You score 32 at home, get yourself to 25. That's a whole touchdown less than your average Jason. against a good defense, and you win the game. We both said last week they're, never, they're not holding him to 17 points. They're getting at least 20. <laughs> And they held him to 17. I thought the game started at 22. This I thought it'd be 21-21 going into the fourth quarter, and that's how we get over. Somebody gets to 24. They held him to 17, and it was and they and and they couldn't they didn't even cover. Yeah. They held him to 17 and gave up touchdowns on the first two drives. But think about it. This thing got to four and a half. They held him to 17 yeah. and they didn't cover. No, it's it's crazy. Because yeah, the offense was god awful. Yeah. The we, offensive coordinator was an abject failure yesterday. Mike McDonald may get a head coaching job, and you saw what he did yesterday. He absolutely deserves it. He's been doing it all year. Way to take down the ginger gorilla. <laughs> That's pretty much had the same six pack. But Matabike definitely deserves a shout out. And look, it's almost like he's a victim of his own success. I had like I mean, twelve yeah, pressures in two yeah, playoff games. Yeah, where what, what he went ten straight games with a half sack or whatever. But he showed up in a huge way, and boy, is he made himself a ton of money this season. Well, he'll be franchise tag. That's for damn sure. Hey, yeah. Coming up next, T Bone time. TMI with TIM. What you got? Did a segment last week, biggest you know Baltimore sporting event in the city since when? Now it's like June eighth, nineteen eighty four. Is this uh, worst Ravens playoff loss? Is it four ten five eight three one zero five seven? We'll get your thoughts on that. We'll also put a poll up. That's next. It's on pretty the bad. Hot takes from the guy behind the glass. I'm in a glass case of emotion. TMI with TIM. TMI. TMI, my friends. Inside Access. 1057 The Fan. It's T-Bone time. Remember, we're taking more of your calls coming up at 415 and 410 but the floor is yours. Man. And heck, if you want to call right. in with our question, just put the poll out. Yesterday was definitely one of the toughest Ravens losses in franchise history. Was it the worst? Early, we got 10 votes in, just went up. 2011 AFC Championship at the Patriots, current lead 42.9%. That's Cundiff. Yes. Cundiff, That's Lee, Lee Evans. Evans. 2019 Divisional versus the Titans, 28.6%. And then the 06 Divisional game versus the Colts in yesterday, yeah. tied. That's a tough one, yeah, man. It's, I, it's, these I, are the four, though. I feel like these are the four. I give a slight lean to the Cundiff game. Just because, you know what bothers me is that it's referred to as the Cundiff game. Because Lee Evans dropped a touchdown that would have sent them to the Super Bowl. Cundiff missing the field goal. He hits that field goal. It only goes to overtime. I'm they can still you. lose that game. I'm, I feel like Lee Evans has let off the hook a lot because, the, well, because Cundiff... It's going to be a combo I, deal. I, I, Cund- I, I, Cundiff... What did I, I walked I, in here. I, I went to the bathroom to think about it. Yeah. I came in. I said Evans-Cundiff game. I, yes. I do I do want to say, though, the D, the DB at least made a hell of a play. No, the guy, no, you, no, no, he dropped that ball. I'm sorry. He's 
dropped that ball. That ball's in his hands. How old were you when that happened, Bone? I was a junior in high school. No, 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 that that ball needs to be caught. He relaxed. I I remember I was in my grandfather's basement. I was about to take a pee, and I was going to shut the door. I was going to shut the door and like not look at it. But I was like, you know what? I want to see if this kick goes in. And by the way, uh, Harbs had a timeout there that your kicker is running onto the field. But again, that kick ties the game, and they go to overtime against Tom Brady. Lee Evans has the Super Bowl on his hands, and he dropped it. I feel like he's let off the hook way too much. Uh, Evans coming with okay I'm, should yeah. be in that order. I'm, I'm with you. That's, but, that's the but one. We're, for, that, we're talking about a thirty. We're talking about an extra yeah. point yeah. in today's yeah. NFL. That, that sends the game to overtime. <laughs> that, I'm like, with you. I went eleven because Lee Evans had the Super 11. Bowl on his hands and he dropped I it. I went now, eleven, but yeah. the Colts one is the Colts really one, the, Colts the Colts one still big. stinks. As someone who went to Colt games with his dad, with my father, that one hurt a lot. And, and they held him to 15 points, and they still lose. And, and then yesterday. That one for me, so I was still at the Washington so Post. Colts was two for you, is what you're saying? Now, well, I, you're not allowed to vote in order. Yeah, well, no, no, yeah. but I'm just curious. I mean, it would, yeah. would that be... The Colts Colts one, would be top two for me. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, like, I was covering the R-Skins at the time, and they obviously weren't in the playoffs because yeah. they're the R-Skins, or they lost in the first round of Seattle yeah. or whatever. So they're like, hey, cover the game in Baltimore, you know, and, and go spend time in Baltimore and write a story about what this means to people. So I... Used to work at Nacho Mamas, and the people around here know Scunny, yeah. one of the original owners of Nacho Mamas. So, like, and they have, you know, the Johnny U statue and everything. So, I talked to Scunny. They have all the memorabilia in there. I remember talking to Artie Donovan. I talked to a yeah. bunch of the remaining living Colts. Like, really proud of the piece I wrote, which now hangs at the Nacho Mamas in Towson. Uh, so, that one, like, I, I, you know, I'm like, yeah, I mean, I remember when the Colts left. Like, that was them coming here with Peyton Manning and thinking you got a chance to rub it in their face. Yeah. And then you had the fumble from what? Heap. Heap, heap How about the interception? And then you lose on five feet. Really? Like you shut down Peyton Manning and you lose on five field goals? Yeah. And, and that one, that's, I mean. And if they would The more I talk about it, the more that might be my number one, even though I didn't yeah. vote that way. And if they would have won. I mean, that would have been like a top 10 defense of all time. Yeah. I mean, 60 that was a great sacks. Defense. You got Ray and Ed and Bart Scott. Thomas, Bart Scott. Uh, Haloti Nato was yeah. a rookie. I mean, they were just yeah. Well, The problem was Steve McNair gave yeah. him 13 really good games, and then yeah. he was bad, and then he got hurt the first week. There was the some year. interesting play calling in that one, too. Yeah. Well, well, you want to talk about offensive coordinators crapping the bed at yes. home games in Baltimore. That's way up there, well, too. Well, that was the— that was whenever, when, Yes, whenever yeah, Clarence Moore was in the game, they're going to throw to him, and they tried to throw him in the back of the end zone. Yeah. It got picked off. And that was a Colts defense that couldn't stop the run. But it was the Bob, Bob Sanders. Sanders. Bob Sanders, Sanders. Yeah. Bob Sanders Bob comes Sanders back, and all of a sudden it's a good defense. And, yeah. yeah, he won Defensive Player of the Year, I think. Four ten five eight. It also pisses me off that they won that damn Super Bowl. Yes, Bobby D's Bears should have beat him. Yeah, four. four yeah, Devin Hester taking Rex Grossman should have won that. And Peyton getting the Peyton was not the MVP of that no. game. <laughs> the running no, back did not. more than Peyton Manning. Four ten five eight three one five seven. Right, yeah, that would have been Rick. Rick is in Crofton. Rick, you're on the fan. Hey guys. Um, Let's see. Uh, I would say yesterday was certainly the most expensive playoff. Oh, for me too, fans. brother. Yeah. Um, but for you, Ken, I'm going to call it the Evans game was the worst playoff loss. Yeah. Um, in eleven, I I, I I always say that that eleven team was better even than the Super Bowl. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Without quite. We have Ray Rice on. I asked him that question, and he he agreed. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's the year they they absolutely would have gone all the way. But yeah, this, yesterday it was just it was gut wrenching. I think is a better way to put it. 
um, even more so than than that eleven. It was game. puzzling, but, yeah, though, right? Yeah. Like yesterday, I still can't believe that's Thanks the way that game it. went down. Yeah. I still yeah. don't believe that's the way they went down. At halftime, I'm I'm talking to people in the press box, like, well, they're going to run the football, right? And somebody said to me, well, they're down. I go, they're not down. down. They're down ten points. You score even a field ball. goal, and it's a one score game. Yeah, Come it's on, like down. You got to run the ball, and they still didn't. And but to to the caller's point, talking about the AFC Championship, I think what makes it so gut wrenching is it just happens so quickly. Yeah. Like like you had the Evans play, and oh, you're going to the Super Bowl at that point, and then uh, okay, well, the game's going to go to overtime, and you're like, what? well, and it's Foxborough, and nobody won in Foxborough yeah. for 20 oh, years in the playoffs, and this franchise did with more regularity yes. than anybody else, and they had funny business going on with the scoreboard and yeah, the clock and everything yep, else, yep. and you still should have beat them like that. Yeah. I that. Could- I can Hurts. remember I was at an establishment watching that with friends, and they he and Flacco's taking him down the field, and that Lee Evans play, and I'm like, okay, you know, we're gonna celebrate, and and then watch the second game, which I think was Giants 49ers, and at that point he drops it, and then Cunder missed the kick, and I'm like, I'm not staying to watch this damn game, I'm going <laughs> home, and like I'm, I'm, I was, I was just, Ooh, yeah. yeah, it was bad. Was hey, just... coming up next, real the... quick, you think Brock Purdy wanted any parts of that Ravens defense next week? No, like, that Super no. Bowl, we'll never know, no. but I'm going to make a prediction on my no. own. Brock Purdy would have turned it over three more times. Yeah. San Darnold would have played in that game. Brock Purdy would have peed down his little leg. Yeah, that, he wanted no part. He's the happiest guy in yeah. America that the Kansas City Chiefs won that game. And that's not saying that they don't have a good defense, no. but he got emasculated on national TV, and he won't want no more of that. No, and until yesterday, he had not been good since that game. Bro, if the DB catches the ball instead of it bouncing off his face mask, we're getting Sam Darnold yeah. in that game. Yep. Hey, coming up next, Charles Davis, CBS. We've talked to him a number of times. He's raved about this Ravens team. What did he think of what he saw yesterday? Charles joins us next here on The Fan. Inside Access. 16 rescue attempts is definitely not what you guys normally do. It was kind of that kind of a game, I'd say. You know, that's the way it worked out. Again, kind of the way the game went. Ravens lose to the Chiefs 17-10. John Harbaugh after the game talking about the fact that running backs only had six carries in this game. Going into yesterday, the least amount of carries the Ravens running backs had in a game this year was 15. Let's go out to the WGK Law Guest Hotline. Our friend uh, Charles Davis, you see him on CBS Broadcast. He joins us right now. And Charles, thanks as always for joining us. We're shocked at the Ravens game plan from yesterday and the 17-10 loss. Were you? I think we all were, and first of all, hello, guys. Hope everyone's doing well. But I think anyone who watches the Ravens, <laughs> used to them moving the ball on the ground, used to them running the football at people, used to that, that running game having a, a major effect on the game. You know, and it was interesting during the game, Tony Romo and, and, and Jim Nance, my colleagues, talked about in meetings, they talked about wanting to make sure Patrick Mahomes felt them on defense. That he, you know, we're not going to just let you, you know, go without being tagged when we get an opportunity. See if you can hold up to that. Typically on offense, that's how the Ravens feel about their running game. And yesterday was a surprise. I'm not sure what what Todd Munkin and, and John Harbaugh were thinking going into it. Did they feel like this was the type of game that they wanted to throw early and come back and run late? All those things, you know. I'm not there for the press conference. I haven't read a whole lot, been traveling today, but. That's that was a very strange look, and when you said, well, you know, in any game, if you say, hey, the Ravens running backs carried it six times, if you're a fan of the NFL, if that doesn't give you pause, what would you would you just say? 
Well, I'll, you know that, that's that's you know that's just going to yeah. throw you, and then you say like just running backs, right? Because you're not talking about Lamar being part, Lamar Jackson being part of the run game the whole day. You talk about just running backs. I mean, if, if you follow the NFL, it's going to definitely you're going to double take on that. Well, I'll, I'll take it a step further, CD. There was only one sequence in the entire game where any running back, not the same guy, but any running back, touched the ball two straight times. And it was consecutive screens to Justice Hill. Lamar Jackson never handed off to a running back, any running back, any combination of running backs twice in a row that entire ball game. Now that again, that surprises the heck out of you because you know John Harbaugh has talked so many times, and, and rightly so. He's not saying something that's not true. Running the football is part of our DNA with the Baltimore Ravens, and when you watch the tape of Buffalo versus Kansas mm-hmm. City. Did you not see Buffalo advance the football running it? Mm. And by the way, for years, didn't we all say, don't you think Buffalo ought to run it a little bit oh, more? Yeah. <laughs> and they finally have gotten to that with Joe Brady as their offensive coordinator, play caller. Congratulations to him. The interim tag is off. He fits Sean McDermott better than any other play caller he's had because Sean is a defensive coordinator and head coach calling plays. He wants someone to run the football to help his defense at different times. They finally did that, and they got better and really, you know, advanced and made the playoffs. Heck, they ran the football almost at will for probably 50, 55 minutes of that ball game. Then late in the game, they didn't, and that's yep. what got them in trouble. But I thought, if I'm Baltimore watching this tape, I'm going to test that bad boy, mm-hmm. right? Till, yeah. till, till, till mama, mama takes that T-bird away from me. Here we go. <laughs> right. So, so that that was that was a surprise in, in all of that. And I did read something today coming here on my flight. Twenty six first down calls, only nine runs, and normally it's much more of a fifty fifty split. So I don't know what Coach Munkin was seeing. There were different things because they are way smarter than I am. But I just think it's not normal for us to see Baltimore operate that way. Charles, unfortunately, that playoff narrative surrounding Lamar Jackson is going to resurface after yesterday's performance. What was off about him to you? To me, it just felt like he was pressing. Mm -hmm. You know, I hadn't seen him press like that in a long, long time. I felt like I thought he was going to be okay after he pulled his normal, when I say normal, right? Now, now Now I'm taking him for granted. The Houdini movie made and then threw the gorgeous touchdown yes. pass to Zay Flowers. Because how many times have we seen a quarterback make that type of a move in the pocket, fling it up, and the receiver makes an unbelievable catch, and the quarterback gets all the credit, mm-hmm. right? In this case, he moved it like he had gone back and, and hit, hit the back foot on a five-step drop without a hitch and threw on time and laid it out there for him. He got himself regathered, for lack of a better word, and it was a beautiful throw. And I remember I looked at my son and I said, "Hey, we might have punch counter punch today, mm-hmm. dude. We might have we this this might be that kind yeah. of a day. You, let, let's settle in. Hey, you know, mom, the meatloaf, <laughs> ready for it now." And it didn't go that way. But I just felt like there was just a he was off because I felt like he was just he was just pressing so much and chasing Kansas City. And even when Kansas City gave him openings and opportunities. 14-7, Kansas City goes for it instead of kicking the field goal. You know, we're all screaming at Dan Campbell. But we're screaming at Dan Campbell because he lost. Andy Reid should have kicked the field goal there, too, and made it 17-7. That's my opinion. I think coaches have to start taking points. Points are good. Take them. Enjoy them. Playoffs. <laughs> they should have kicked it. They didn't kick it. Baltimore stuffs them. 
Baltimore still can't do anything on offense. It's 14-7. We're talking to Charles Davis inside access here on the fan. Charles, uh, let's talk about that Ravens defense. They give up touchdowns on the first two drives. They shut them out in the second half, giving the Ravens ample opportunities to try to get back in this game. Yeah, and and that's where I wanted to go next. Thank you for, for, for giving me that platform to do so. That game continued on. And if you go back over it, and even while you were watching it, I'll guarantee all of you said to yourselves, that's a lot of empty possessions for Kansas City. Mm-hmm. you got to take advantage of it and make hay while you can. Kansas City's defense, we are still coming to coming around, I think, and getting our heads wrapped around the idea that Kansas City's defense can hold up over four quarters. I mean, I don't know how you guys look at it. I've watched them all year. They've been terrific all year. But we got so used to Kansas City being a certain type of a team that I think it's still to all of us as fans we're like they're they're playing that kind of D for four quarters, yeah, you know, and they did, and they did it well, Spags and crew, and you know the back end of that defense and and the front end and worked together very well, but that's where I wanted to go. The Baltimore defense after the first two drives, that was the Baltimore defense, okay now the kicker is the one thing they were missing is what taking it away from them. Mm-hmm. Kansas City took care of the football. Mahomes was at seven straight games now. He, in playoffs, he hasn't thrown a pick. I will just say it again. I've been saying it everywhere, and I'm going to stand on the rooftops and say it one more time. I don't care what the numbers are, guys. I don't care about 35 or 38, 576 touchdowns. Those performances are incredible. Patrick Mahomes is playing the best quarterback of his career right now. He's playing the position better than he has ever played it. And it's it's been on evidence in every one of these playoff games. Look at the weather conditions. Look at the teams they played. People want to just take the the Dolphins and swat them out of there. They were top 10 defenses over the last three quarters of the season. Okay? You're playing in negative temperatures. All these things. Ball was never in harm. Ball didn't go anywhere. He, He understands his defense. He understands what his team needs. I think he's playing the best pure quarterback of his NFL career. Well, let's take a far too early look at the Super Bowl then here, CD. Um, I'm with you, everything you said about the Chiefs, and boy, I feel like the 49ers, man, the football gods may have really kind of smiled on them two weeks in a row. Like Kyle Shanahan, whatever he's eating, I'll take two of. Um, Because they they keep, you know, they, they need to roll like snake eyes here, and they've done it two weeks in a row. But boy, oh boy, I, I don't know about this assignment for them against Mahomes when he knows um, what's at stake. Do you have an early lean here? My early lean is, remember, I took Baltimore against Kansas City. And, of course, I caveated it like everyone who has half a brain. I got Baltimore, but God, not, not Mahomes. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. So my early lean is probably much more in that direction without a caveat. That's my early lean. I'll I'll, I'll get to what I really feel as we come along. But just here's the deal. Andy Reid has rediscovered running the ball early. Okay? I know that it was tough sledding yesterday. Like Pacheco got 68 yards and 20-something carries. But guess what? They stayed with it. They kept pounding. They eat up clock. They helped their defense. Andy's, Andy's M.O. has always been, I'm going to throw it and then run it late. Now he's, eh, well, you know, my team's different. That shows the signs of a great coach. Now with, with, with San Francisco, I love how you did Rob Reiner's mom there. I'll have what he's, I'll have what he's having. Yeah. That was outstanding. Um, with San Francisco, you just have to wonder to yourself, can they batten down the hatches enough in the run game early? 
so they can start to tee off and get after Mahomes. And they didn't do that against Detroit. Detroit ate them up in the run game. And that's, you know, that's, that's the part that you've got to say to yourself, if you're Kansas City, trust what you see yeah. <laughs> and attack it until they show that they can slow it down. And hopefully they get Tooney back because that interior three when Tooney's there, Tooney at left guard, Creed Humphrey at center, Trey Smith at right guard, that's where they run the ball most effectively. And then Pacheco, of course, is the bowling ball with knives. So that's how I'm looking at it right now. But I will say this. I judge a quarterback on how they handle adversity and bounce back. For all of Brock Purdy's critics, you can't say the last two games, that kid didn't go through adversity Mm -hmm. on the football field bounce back and make winning plays to help his team get it over, get over the top. He did it two weeks in a row, and I think that that's the best thing that ever happened to San Francisco because most of the year they were front runners. Oh, yeah. And I don't, mean, I don't mean it in a bad way. Just that they would go out, set the pace, and then you had to chase them. Obviously, Baltimore didn't let them do it, okay? But for the most part, that's how he operated. This is the first time his Curry had to bring them back two weeks in a row, and he did it. And yesterday, woof, had to bring them from way back. So, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, and I think that's probably been the best thing to happen to San Francisco. Charles Davis, always Thank great. You, Thank you, brother. Thank you so much for your time. Safe travels. I appreciate it, guys. You take care of yourselves. Thank you. Thanks so much. Hey, coming up next, Ravens. We talked all week, Mark Andrews and, and Isaiah Likely together. What was that going to look like? Well, uh, and what did the wide receiver position look like other than Zay Flowers? We'll recap next here on The Fan. Inside Access. Ravens lose 17-10 yesterday, and we talked a lot last week of what it could look like with Isaiah Likely and Mark Andrews, and I think we all thought Mark Andrews was going to be limited. I predicted one catch, he had two, but I thought Isaiah Likely was going to lead him receiving receiving yards. He only had two also, Jason, so they combined. I thought it was going to be Justice Hill, and it should have been. If Lamar completed a couple easy screens to him, he would have been. Yeah, there was one where there was one where the blocking was set up, and the yeah. Anyway, the four they combined likely and Andrews combined for four catches for thirty-one yards yesterday. It's kind of odd, or maybe it's totally predictable. You choose, but we documented through the eleven ten plus weeks they were together, right in the game, into week eleven against Cincinnati, they were on the field for eleven percent of Lamar's dropbacks, and damn it, if they weren't on the field for five of forty-six dropbacks in this game together. Exactly 11% again. Um, Lamar, on a day where he did not do much on-script damage, did damage with those two on the field together. Not necessarily throwing to them, but just throwing out of 12 personnel with two move tight ends on the field. Four for four for 56 yards with a touchdown and a perfect passer rating. Um, Yeah, I think we all kind of figured that Andrews would be more decoy than not. And could they, if they got in the red zone with more regularity, I think he might have popped up more. But they were kind of often on the periphery of the red zone. Then when they got in the red zone, didn't run many plays in it because yeah. they ran one nice underneath pass, and then the kid fumbles. Mm-hmm. So we didn't really get to see that um, all that much. We're all really happy that Andrews got that opportunity. And I think we would all say that, hey, Todd Monk and Big Dog, uh, you, you did a lot of stuff with tight ends at Georgia. You need to figure it out oh, yeah. next year. Like, I don't want to be talking about your 12 personnel packages and your 21 personnel passing packages either not being used that much or sucking when they are next year. I don't want to hear about these two guys only on the field together 11% of the time. You need to figure that out. And part of the reason you need to figure that out is because, stop me if you heard this one before, but nobody really catches the ball at the wide receiver position. Like, that's just the reality, right? One kid did. 
and he played his ass off at times, mm-hmm. but he also was his own worst enemy. The penalty can't happen. He's a rookie, so you can look beyond that. But when you follow that up by, I don't like little guys leaving their feet in high traffic areas. I just don't think much good comes of it. And this was obviously a high traffic area, and the season was on the line, and he fumbled the ball. But Zay showed up, and Zay was there for Lamar in the scramble drill. But like, here's the reality of now three full years of Lamar Jackson throwing to Rashad Bateman. 73 for 122. That's 60% completion percentage. 7.9 yards per attempt. Only 13 air yards per attempt. Three touchdowns, seven interceptions, and a 69.2 passer rating. It's time to move on. Mm. Odell Beckham, remember like around Thanksgiving and it's like, well, maybe he's turned the corner. Yeah, we're waiting for pretty off. good. Yeah. Odell Beckham in the month of November caught 13 of 21 targets. That's pretty good ratio. You could live with that, right? 66%. He was averaging 60 receiving yards a game. He had two receiving touchdowns in four November games. Outside of November, all season long, guys, including the playoffs, 26 of 50. Barely 50% completion percentage. 353 total yards. That's in 12 games. That's 29 receiving yards a game. Mm-hmm. One touchdown in 12 games not played in the month of November. And in the playoffs, four catches for 34 yards. For $15 million. Yeah. And it's wild because more than likely you're going to have to kind of remake this receiving room well, considering the fact that Odell and Nelson Aguilar are free agents. They're one-year deals, and yeah. I think they, as Jason yeah, articulated, Bateman they they were not on the same page yesterday. They've it, never been yeah. on the same page. Yeah. He's got a 62-time MVP. He's got a 69.2 passer rating over three years with this guy. So it's Zay Flowers Get him out and of a here. bunch of Is new. it the quarterback or is it Bateman? It, well, Zay Flowers seems to have success with him. <laughs> 69.2 passer yeah. rating. That's Kyle Bowler. It's worse yeah. than Kyle Bowler. Yeah. but Like, I, enough. I, I will say from the top, I mean, I've been screaming about it for going back to last year. If we don't see a ton of Mark Andrews and Isaiah Likely early yeah. and often next season, I'm going to lose my mind. By the way, I want to, I want to finish with this. I just got a text from someone who would know, and it hadn't. I haven't seen it on Twitter yet, but it looks like Joe Ortiz is taking the Chargers. Uh, oh, that's I told you that's yeah. that's happening. Yeah. Like, so like he's been in charge of their yeah yeah their college scouting for years, and so they're going to need to replace that. Yeah, I mean. Brother Harbaugh's been out of the game for a decade. He's yeah. going to reach back to his brother for personnel yeah. help, and he's got the whole. Make no mistake, Joe Ortiz is going there to work for Harbaugh. Yeah, he's not going there to run the whole thing as the empowered GM who has final say. Everything goes through Jim Harbaugh. Coming up next, Ravens. They cleaned out their lockers today after losing seventeen ten to the Chiefs. Well, Jonas Schaefer covers the Ravens for the banner. He joins us next here on the Fan. Inside Access on the Fan. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 